All right, we're back. Uh, Thursday, last day of April. Listen, we're all going through a pretty tough time, as we've mentioned in our previous shows, but hopefully, you know, New Jersey opening up parks now and golf courses. So it's definitely something to look forward to in terms of, you know, the, some type of humanity going on right now out there. Uh, I'm driving down the Garden State. It is a, still it's a desert. I mean, you're talking about four o'clock, which four o'clock it starts to get, you know, rile up and there's, there's some cars, but definitely nothing like usual. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the New York football giants and they draft at uh, four. They draft Andrew Thomas. Now we know that there was another guy named Isaiah Simmons that was being talked about for a while and the big hype and the Giants looked like they were going to take him and it's a no-brainer. He's, you know, Joe Judge always spoke about wanting players that can do different, different, you know, play different positions, do different things, not just be a safety, not just be a linebacker, but can be like more of a hybrid type of player. The bottom line is the Giants go offensive line. They get a tackle that can play. He can be flexible. He can play the left side, he can play the right side. And, uh, Really, if you look at the top four tackles in the first round that went, it's really, they were all great, okay? I wouldn't say one is that much better than the other, but I think, you know, you scout these guys, you look at the detail with these guys, you speak to them, how they fit into your organization, and I guess this guy was the guy that fit into, you know, fit into what Joe Judge and Gettleman wanted. So I don't have any problem with that. I don't have a problem with the second pick either. I believe it was number 36, Isaiah, uh, Xavier McKinney. A safety uh, out of Alabama. Listen, this is a, this is a great pick. When you're talking about a guy that played for Alabama, that played for such a you know promised program, and Alabama's always gotten a great defense. You know Simmons is a very good player, and I think he's going to be a great player in this league. But you know the Giants had to address their offensive line. You have to when you have a young running back that can be a star, a superstar. When you have a guy like Daniel Jones that can be a very good quarterback, you got to protect him. That's the number one thing you got to do. And they ended up getting a safety that can actually play different positions as well. And I think he'll, you'll see him a lot, you know, playing in the slot, covering slot receivers and rushing the passer. I think he'll do everything. And with him and Drew Real Peppers, you know, out there as two safeties, they're being a cover two. You know, I like that. Now the quarterback situation. It's a little rough. The Giants don't have too much depth in terms of talent there, but quarterbacks are not that needed that much. You, need, you really need a one lockdown corner in this league. That's what you really need. And, you know, the rest plays itself out if you have a good defensive line, a good linebacker. So the Giants got a bunch of linebackers in the draft. Listen, I think the Giants did well in the draft. I think the Giants team right now, if you look at their roster from last year to this year, improved. I mean, listen. It's really, it starts like this. The Giants' success in those two Super Bowl runs were really, besides, for the, like, in 2007 was really the line. Eli Manning played ridiculous in the playoffs, but it was really the line that really got them to the playoffs. Uh, Eli Manning obviously played well, but it, it started offensive line, defensive line. That's the most important way to go ahead and win a Super Bowl. And you look at the teams that win Super Bowls all around. You look at the Tom Brady, you know, you look at the the Ravens, where Joe Flacco won. He had a great defensive line. 
Suggs. He had, he had some really talented guys defensively, and he had a great offensive line that year. But if you look at the Giants right now, um, in 2011, by the way, it was Eli. He, he put up crazy numbers. He played very well as fourth quarter comebacks. He, uh, in, the, in the playoffs, played absolutely phenomenal. Yes, the defensive line and offensive line was great, but Eli actually carried that team. Now, if you look at the Giants this season, and I, I'll tell you what, Sterling Shepard, to me, is a very talented wide receiver, and I think he could be a very nice number one receiver. The problem is he's been too injury prone. Those type of receivers, they're not usually successful in the NFL. If you can't stay healthy, you know, what are you really good for? Um, he really can't stay healthy. It's a big issue. Um, you look at Slayton. Now, Slayton had a very, very good year, his first year. I think it's great now, his second year. He's a deep ball threat. And every team could use a deep ball threat. You know, it's third and one, okay? It's third and one. You're, you're, you're putting everybody in the box. You know, it's a cover one. You have one safety. You send two guys deep down the sideline. And you have Slayton that can go one-on-one -on -one that can beat his man. Or if you're doing third and one and you're defending and just blitz, you know, all out blitzing to try to, you know, make them stop. You know, you go to play action, you chuck it deep. Listen, again, it's it's the Giants' offense. I mean, could you just imagine if Saquon is healthy, a full year, nice and healthy, and has a great offensive line? I mean, forget about what this guy can do. Just forget about it. This guy can be very successful on the Giants' offense. It'll just put so much pressure off Daniel Jones. He looked Eli Manning in his career. Other than Tiki Barber, he has not had an elite running back. He had Saquon in the beginning, but I'm talking about in his prime years. Eli never had a running back that could take pressure off, which is phenomenal. I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal for Eli to win two Super Bowls. And both Super Bowls was without elite running backs, without any running game, really. I mean, they had Bradshaw and, and, and Jacobs, but they were still almost dead last in, in a running game that year in 2011. But, you know, we talk about the New York Giants this year. I have predicted them to win six games. I know it sounds low, but listen, they're still young. They still have guys that need to improve. They still have young guys that are coming in. Even Thomas on the offensive line, I don't expect them to pull out. You know, we're all very, very anxious, and we have no patience. So we draft a guy, year one, what's the result? What are you doing? It never was like that, really. You got to give these guys a year or two to come in. You know, going from college to the NFL is a much different game. So... We got to see these guys develop, and they're still young. You got to give, I always say, give three years to the players. Give three years to a quarterback. If Daniel, Daniel Jones has to have a better year than last year, and then the next year he has to better, you know, it's year three. If Sam Darnold plays bad this year, I don't know what the Jets are going to be thinking of in the next draft. If the Jets go ahead and win four games next year, you know, three games next year, if they are horrible next year because their quarterback sucks and the defense not that great, which I, I personally think the Jets can win seven, eight games next year. You know, if they have a terrible year and they're the top one, two pick, and they can get a guy like Trevor Lawrence, forget about it. It's over. It's done. The Jets are picking Trevor Lawrence. You got to be crazy not to. So, with this Giants team, you got to give it a few years to develop. I mean, the Giants are winning six games this year. They're still young. Their receivers are still young. Shepard is a little bit like a veteran right now. I guess you can say that they have Tate, um, but they really still have a young quarterback. They still have an offensive line that can improve. I mean, their offense can be fine this year. I mean, their offense is going to be fine. I just think their defense is still going to be bad because 
as much as you have a couple of guys that you know have been around the league, you know, Jabil Pepper's been in the league, but you still have so many young guys that are the were rookies last year that will be starting this year, you know, if they were backups or even if they were starting last year, like Love. You know, these guys are going to come in and start this year most probably. I mean, they're going to have to fight for their job, but these guys are most probably going to come in and start, and, and we have to see what how they're going to play. Listen, um, Judge, I, I like Judge. I like his mentality. I really do like his mentality. You know, Michael Kay on ESPN, I was listening today, and they were just pickpocketing at everything Judge was doing. And, and again, that's just because they're ESPN, they're at the Jet Station, and they're just always like that. The, 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 the ESPN, the Michael K show. I personally, I'm not a big fan of them. But you know, Peter Rosenberg goes on there, and when Peter Rosenberg asks these questions, I mean, come on, Peter, seriously, you're the number three on that show. You shouldn't be asking these type of questions. If Michael only asked those questions, I can understand. And they're asking Judge, like you know, we heard rumors and reports that you tell your players that got drafted before they get drafted, right before they get drafted on the phone call, just don't say in a statement anything about going to the Super Bowl. They're like, what do you mean? Don't you want your expectations to be at the highest level and blah, 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 blah. Listen, at the end of the day, I understand the question, but Judge is right in a sense like this. You're a young player that just went into the NFL. Okay, embrace that moment. Let's see how you, you know, when you're in the, when you're in the interviewing, when you're interviewing a draft day, and they ask you, so what's your expectations? What do you want to do and accomplish? The first, the only thing, the first thing you should say is, listen, I just got drafted into the NFL. I want to be an NFL player. That's the first thing. You want to win Super Bowls? How are you winning Super Bowls? First, let's see if you're an NFL player. That's what Judge is trying to say. You know, don't jump the gun and just make your expectations. Say stupid crap that you can't go on. Okay? You know, Kevin Knox, uh, I just remember. You know, all these idiots that go on and, and no, no, sorry, not idiots. Kevin Knox is a nice guy. But I'm mean, all these guys that go on and say things in interviews that they regret. Like, yeah, we're going to, you know, want to join this team to win championships. And then the next season, the next two seasons, you're averaging seven points a game. I mean, come on. Come on. It's not, I know you're a top ten pick. I know you're excited. But I know you want to have high expectations. And everything's about winning Super Bowls. And everything's winning my finals. But, dude, calm down. You just got drafted. And... I think that's a very important thing that you should take it day by day. I agree with Judge, you know, day by day. You know, he took that playbook right out of Belichick. You know, what do you think of this team, you know, going to the playoffs? They would ask Belichick during the season. He's like, they're in the playoffs. We're looking at Arizona. We're looking at St. Louis. We're looking at Cincinnati. You know, like everything's, we're looking towards next week. We're not looking at what's happening in five weeks from now, in two weeks from now. We're looking at what's going to happen tomorrow in practice. We're looking at what happened next week. That is what you have to look at. If you're a coach, and I understand that. And they're pickpocketing with these questions, and, I, and he's answering them very professional, and he's great the way he answers them. They're getting a little irritated, like, okay, I, I don't get this guy, but I like it. And the Giants, I think, are going to be a successful team on the judge. I really do. I think this year is going to be a 6-1 team, but I think they can jump 10 wins next year if they have a season this year. They can jump 10 wins. And I really, truly believe there's a 90 I mean, you can't really say 90% because of what's happening, obviously, you know, nobody thought this pandemic would be this bad. But I, I would say, you know, you know, states are reopening, businesses are opening, and by the month of, you know, at the end of August, September, you would think that, you know, even if there's no fans, that they would actually play football. And if it means, you know, they'll only play football games in a few different states, okay, you know, so be it. 
you know, if it's got to be in California, if it's got to be in, in, in Texas, I mean, I'm sure there's football fields. They can, they can do stuff. Trust me, there's resources the NFL have just in cases that they have that they can, you know, put this up. And it'll be very weird if there's no fans and the NBA opening up will probably be with no fans as well if they open up again. But again, you have to really look at it as appreciate what you have. You know, all these NBA players are like, no way I'm playing with no fan. Dude, just be happy you're going back on the basketball court and competing, okay? And playing a game that you love. Stop complaining about no, no fans being there. Okay, let's take it step by step. Um, but again, the expectation for the Giants this year is not to make the playoffs. And I don't know what people are thinking. I don't know what people are in dreamland. Okay, a lot of people are in dreamland the past few years with the Giants. Like, oh, okay, Eli can take us to the playoffs. Oh, Daniel Jones is going to be great. Oh, the Giants can sneak away. No, absolutely not. They can't. Especially now the Cowboys got better. Cowboys got better. They just added a stud of a wide receiver. And I think right now, you're, people are looking at Prescott saying, oh, Prescott's going to, you know, he's going to be there. I think he's going to play better this season. He wants to prove to Dallas that he's worth that $40 million a year in his contract. You know, he's pissed. I want to get $40 million. You saw Goff. You saw Wentz. They got paid. What do they do for their teams? You know, Wentz gets hurt every year. Goff had one good year going that Super Bowl run. And well, what else? What did he do this past year, Goff? You know what I mean? So, Prescott wants to get paid. I think the Cowboys are, you know, 8-10 to 10 win team. Eagles can be, you know, in that category as well. And at Washington, we don't understand. I mean, I, I, I personally think Washington, I, I can't see Washington being great. I mean, Haskins, I, I, I personally am not a fan of Haskins. I'm really not. And is Alex Smith coming back this year? Is that the report? Is that what's happening? I mean, I did speak to somebody the other day, and he said, uh, Washington has a great quarterback. They're going to win at least eight, nine games this year. And I'm like, what do you mean great quarterback? Haskins? He was like, no, Alex Smith. I mean, didn't Alex Smith have a injury that can potentially end his career? And is he is he, is he back healthy now? Is he, is he really ready to go? I have to look that up. But the Redskins do have a great pass rush. They have a good defense. And they're young also. And they can be sneaky. But the Giants have a tough division. You know, when you have the Redskins, the Eagles, and the Cowboys, it's a tough division. And the NFC East, sorry, the NFC in general is, is very tough. Don't forget who just came in. Tampa's going to be good. Okay, you have Seattle. You have Green Bay is going to be great. You have the San Francisco 49ers. You know, you have Carolina as a sneaky team that can be good with Bridgewater. The Saints, obviously, with Drew Brees. The Vikings. I mean, there are teams in the NFC that are very good. It's not the AFC. The AFC, is, compared to the NFC the past few years, have not been even a close, you know, a close comparison. I mean, you look at the AFC, you look at the top, you know, five teams. I mean, you look, I mean, they do have the Chiefs and the Ravens there. But other than that, I mean, the Texans are good, Titans are good, but, you know, we have the 49ers, we have the Saints, now we have the Buccaneers, we have the Vikings, we have the Packers, Eagles, Cowboys. These are good teams. And the Cowboys really shoot themselves in the leg every time. And they're just a failing franchise for a long time now. But, yeah, the problem with the Cowboys is is that there's so much talent in that team, you just can't predict, you know, whether this year they're going to be good or whether this year they're going to be bad. It's very tough to predict. I mean, you could try. Like, I predict the Cowboys to go 8-8. Eight and eight. But only because it's the damn Cowboys. Talent-wise, they can win 11-12 games. They got top running back in the league. They got a, a top 10-12 quarterback. They have a top 5 offensive line. They have a top five receiving core. They have Amari Cooper. 
I mean, come on. It's just, it's, is it even a question? Is it even a question? I mean, the Cowboys have talent like no other. But at the end of the day, as much as they have, you know, talent like no other, this team has always been failing. And, 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 and it's been years. And the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles, look at the Eagles. Look at the Eagles right now. Okay, the Eagles are stacked as well. And they're going, coming back from, you know, a playoff berth.